hello and welcome back to actually don't not welcome back welcome to a uh, first episode of strings with pearl fire or strings of pearl fire it's been like a while so i don't know how long um i'm gonna start this as um season one because it's, it's not all gonna be the same um a lot of this is gonna be just you know Stuff that I have written in my drive that I am going to read aloud for other people to listen to. Um, you can also find a lot of my stories on Wattpad. If you look up um, M Strong, so M, the letter M, and then S T R O N G, you'll find it should have like a colorful lion profile picture. And I have many stories from there. Um. So this first one is going to be a bit short, but uh, no, actually, I have a couple. So there's going to be a short story. A short's like, I don't know, it's a couple paragraphs. And then there's going to be little, like, I don't know, sentences that I wrote down. And then I have another little blip. Blips are what I call my shorts. Because a lot, a lot of, like, it's one thing, but a lot can happen. And it kind of like with Thanos snapped, it's one thing. Boom, half the universe is gone. Anyway. This one's called Silver Wings. Inspired, yeah, I was sad because my grandfather died, so this is inspired off of the sadness in my heart and brain. The drive towards the memorial seemed almost blurry. Tears made up all the atmosphere in the car. Cheeks streaked, throats scratchy, eyes red. Nothing could burst this foggy bubble of sadness. It was like a mist clogging up the air pockets and stuffing itself into the closing throats. Yet, the car ride was smooth, somber, like it knew. Silence ceased to be a good thing that evened out the chaos, but now it was deafening. Ears were ringing with nothingness, the thought of ever seeing the sun again far beyond what the mind could imagine. The car pulled up to the marble blocks with names engraved into them. Other people leaning against the stones, silent drops of silver staining their face. Mothers and fathers educating their young ones about the names, the ghosts of tears held within their tear ducts. Specklings of people stood alone, staring at something beyond at the feet of the name bearers, not at all there in the moment. Fresh fountains poured from their eyes, their shuddering backs shut out from the world as they finally let out their emotions that had been held onto for much too long. Chest tight and silver brimming over and painting the cheeks of a crystal hue, such a family approached the stones. The guardian stood under an oak, watching from a distance. The figure trailed their fingers along the blocks of marble until they stopped upon a worn away encryption. Tracing the name, the figure knelt below and laid their head against the stone, silver falling, falling, falling into the dirt below. Silent sobs, fingers curling in to hide the sorrow, hide the pain that festered inside. The car stopped only to remember, not to forget. The pain was too great, even for the huddled figure still crying in the back seat of the vehicle. At the house, the figure raced out of the car, into the house, and into their room, slamming the door shut. A puddle of silver flooded the room, the air too thick to breathe in. The figure yanked open the window, jumped out, took the bike out of the bushes, and took off down the road, the house disappearing from sight. 
On top of the mountain, a figure stood at the cliff's edge. The ocean's roar calling from below. The bites of the wind ripped through their clothes, their skin bared before the sea, layers shed and left behind. The ocean called and the salt beckoned, but the wind sang inviting words. Take flight, little bird. Be free of this pain. And that is the end of that short. So I have a couple of these, not, they're not quotes, but I just wrote sentences. So here's the attempt one. Come to the ocean. Let me calm you with the waves and soothe you with my lullaby. Kind of, they're all set on the ocean. Next one. It was dark. The ocean waves ebbing and flowing. The air still, like a dragonfly wing that stopped beating. Then I have another attempt. Where are we going? asked Hanukkah. Her eyes wide with wonder. You'll see. Her sister leapt over a stone and landed at the edge of the lake. That was this. That was it. So the next one is called... It's a little hard to pronounce. Um, a man near it. Enes? Or Kor, as it says. So the root name actually is from... She was the queen of the dynasty of Kush or Kush spelled K-U-S-H, from century 40 B.C. to century 10 B.C., and was fully titled Am Nir Ents Kor Li Kadui Li, so like K-D-W-E. Um, a man, Ir Ennis, was one of the most famous African female warriors who led the armies of the Kushite into a war against the Romans. So this is kind of like a dystopian society um, with the differences of between skin color, but then the change in society and like the economy and stuff skyrocketed and with like fairness and stuff within a decade. So I'm gonna kind of read this in a southern accent because that's what it's based on. I don't know where, but it's definitely it's different. It's kind of based on how it was back then, but it's a little different because parts of it, you know, it's you know. Anyway, so here it is. When there's no one left, that's what that's when you take the first stand. That's what my mama told me when we had lost our land due to the hurricane. We were living on nothing, is what she'd always say. I was her only kid. Daddy left years ago. She and I were on our own, picking up scraps by them rich people houses. I don't know why they threw such good things away. Mama used to say that they were wasteful things. Beings, trashing our beloved earth, the only one place we could actually live in the solar system. But she'd also say that God had a place for everyone in heaven, even them whites. I still had to be polite and dandy and such, even when they were mean and called me names. I hated them all, white kids, but they got to go to schools with pristine walls and prestigious curriculum that made them smart. Mama homeschooled me because we barely had any money to eat is all. We found the most peculiar thing one day. There was an abandoned house up the street in them white neighborhoods. We didn't know why. Maybe it was because of the weather. But we were on the street. For Pete's sake, there was nowhere else to go. In there, the heat, electricity, and water still worked. Sorry if I go Australian. And there were luxurious carpets that and chandeliers that hung from the ceiling. Mama looked at me, and I looked at her. And she smiled and said, Oz. I smiled real big when she said that. I could finally feel like a princess, just like the heroes in the books that Mama would write. At night, she would read them to me, and I'd dream of battles, magic, and faraway lands. 
I was only eight years old then, but life seemed to appear more fantastical farther down the road. It was the year of my first university studies. The rules had changed so we could go to school with the white kids. I didn't like it one bit. They looked at me with such shriveling stares that I felt like I wanted to sink it to the floor. Mama had gotten a job as an author in one of the prestigious buildings where the Marthas of books got to publish their works. Apparently, her works were such a success in the book industry that they were above all the white people books. She was hired after about a week. Now her books were selling like wildfire. All them colours loved her books. Papers which bring a heart to a sore height as critics and fans kept asking for more. We kept the house in the rich people neighbourhood. Because Mama had gotten a well-paying job, we were able to pay for the expenses. The house wasn't expensive because we didn't use the utilities a lot. We barely used electricity. Candles were our only resources. I got in a job at a very famous hotel in the city where my university was, and the pay was through the roof. I was a maid, cleaning rooms and such. It wasn't completely terrible. I knew how to clean exceptionally well, thanks to Mama and her skills. I had insurance and food to eat and water to drink. I was given breaks as I worked after school hours when my university class finished in the morning. I was studying in a wide range of studies, a bit of international studies, ancient languages and linguistics. I don't know four languages because my daddy's had spoken two and my mama spoke daddy's in her little own native language and created another from her books in which I learned as well. And of course I was taught all them when I had started speaking at a young age. I mainly spoke the language that both Mama and Daddy spoke, because everyone around us spoke it too. History and archaeology. I was obsessed with ancient cultures. Also, the more Mama wrote her books and I read them, the more I wanted to travel and had the urge to go on an adventure. Studying abroad was one of the best things I got to do. Saying goodbye to Mama in the States and boarding a plane for England would change my life forever. And that is it. That is the end of the first episode of season one. I apologize if I don't have a good southern accent. I'm from the north, and I'm white, so I can't do it for the life of me. Anyway, um, so thank you for listening to this podcast. As always, um, have a damned day. And I mean no offense if if you're listening to this and you're offended by my accent. I can't do accents for the life of me. I try my hardest, but then again... I am I am one who speaks American English. So, you know. That is me. And I apologize once again. I mean no offense. If you are offended, I am sorry. But that was the end of episode one. Do 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 goodbye.